Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 103 of the Holding Court podcast. Today, we're recapping the 7th annual JT Golf Classic, our trip to Arizona for golf and cornhole, and I'll discuss some recent allegations that I'm becoming a Karen. All coming up right now on Holding Court. So after we've talked about it this week, are you comfortable saying that you are married to a Karen? Yes. In <laughs> in a yes, in a way you're you're definitely a Karen. A Karen with a K. A Karen with a K. So Karen by definition is a middle aged woman. Okay, I don't I don't so I'm dying when I'm a certain age. I don't know if I'm middle aged yet. I don't think I am. Okay. Typically blonde. Well, check. Wow. Make solutions to others' problems and inconvenience to her, although she isn't even remotely affected. That's where I disagree. Maybe I'm just a complainer, but a not just a complainer in general, because I don't like when people complain and they're not moving toward a solution. Wait, can you read the end of that again? No. Just the end. Although she isn't even remotely affected. So it's not other people's problems though that you're carrying. Yeah, that's more like a not like a get off my lawn type thing, but well, like complaining about something. <laughs> I don't like people on my lawn either. But I I told that story about the guy that let his dog shit in our yard and yeah. they yelled at him and he was like, "You're not my mom." I know I'm not. Or you wouldn't have been raised to let your dog shit in other people's yards and not pick it up now you got me all heated again (laughs) karen mode engaged but i think that would be something that doesn't affect me this affects me like people minding their own business and someone raising hell about it and it doesn't really like it doesn't affect me at all that's a karen that's why i said not fully a karen okay so i'm a half karen i'm a care there's got to be some type of title for this type of person that you are. <laughs> Let me give some examples lately of my Karenness. So yeah. we get into, which I'll dive into this trip later, but we get into Arizona this past week and I had rented a car, got a great deal, very proud of it. And I rented a certain car. I rented a, I believe it was just a standard SUV, which was fine. We had our friend Christy with us, but we thought maybe we might be in a position where we're picking someone up or we, I don't know. We would just need a little space. Normally I just will rent whatever car. It's Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. There could be. Yeah. You never know when you just pick up a hitchhiker or you have some. Just dumb and dumber. Pick them up. A hundred percent. So rented a car. We are at the counter. Everything goes great. Get to the car. And I notice it is small it's not in the class of car that i reserved and i don't like it the rest of the group you and our friend were totally fine with the car i was not because i paid for a service and i wanted that service they weren't going to pull a fast one on me and give me a smaller car and pass it off for my suv 
Why are so you not? Um, I marched. Why are you not describing the names of the cars? For so people have reference. Um, I believe I was given, was it an Equinox? an Equinox? And I rented a Forerunner. Right. Very different vehicles. Okay. Keep Maybe going. the seating capacity is the same if we're both at five. I believe actually the Forerunner had a third row. Maybe. Okay. Extended cap. So I marched my happy ass back inside and, well, someone also cut me in line and <laughs> just literally walked right in front of me and I said the words, I guess I'll just go F myself. And then I just stood there. That wasn't a Karen because that affected me directly again. Point of reference. Also, a Karen would have made a huge scene out of that and you didn't. Yeah, well, I needed the people behind the counter on my side and to think that I was a reasonable, calm person and okay. I deserved the rental that I had reserved. So I talked to the woman and I just said, I, okay, I lied. I said, I'm, I'm here for work and I have other coworkers and we have gear for work that we need to transport. So I reserved this car with my needs in mind. And I noticed that in space 52, just three quick little skips over from my <laughs> spot there was a really beautiful forerunner would you say that was a nice one 2023 it was actually pretty dirty <laughs> okay the back the <laughs> back hatch had like went like through mud. sedona or something everything else was pristine it was okay. very bizarre uh and she said i don't see a reason why this can't be done and she typed for a few minutes and i was updating you and then I walked out and I expected to walk over to that Equinox and tell you that we are moving on up and be met with praise, joy, um, pride, maybe. <laughs> and I was met with, can we go? We have dinner in like an hour. Okay, cool. You got your car. And how long? I was negative. I don't know when our dinner was. 35 minutes. No, 20 minutes. Okay. And you weren't even, you weren't even proud of me. You weren't like, yeah, that's my wife. She freaking gets shit done. She gets her money's worth. She gets a deal. Now we have this big ass car in case we have to pick up some shit. You just were like, let's go. Come on. And I'm doing my happy dance all excited. And I, I got nothing. I felt like I felt as small as that Equinox in that moment. <laughs> I really did. So do you want to hear my perspective? Sure, absolutely. So my perspective was we were going out there on Super Bowl weekend. Uh, dinners in Arizona and Scottsdale are always tough to come by anyway, I, let alone okay. Super Bowl weekend. Our reservation was secured. I texted a friend of mine and got a <laughs> nine o'clock reservation. He kind of like slid us in. All right. Um, and this was at 830. We got to our, our wrong car. And court decided to go in and argue. So we're standing there and it, it wasn't that long. No. I mean, it was maybe eight, 10 minutes max. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but we get back to the car, 840. We switch luggage into the other car. We get out of the parking lot and it's a 20 minute drive to dinner. But here's where the kicker comes in. Because right before we get to the restaurant, Court says, hey, can you pull in this parking lot? I got to do a little makeup. I'm actually driving, so I pulled in. <laughs> you were driving. Oh, that was a, that's a whole other story. I don't <laughs> even know what happened there. 
But you pull into this parking lot because you have to do your makeup. And then I just, I hate being late. And we I, especially late. when I asked for a favorite, we, we walked in late. at like 9, 10, 9, 15. We weren't that late. Ugh. I need to do a quick concealer and a judge. My point I didn't was, put on, I didn't do a full contour. <laughs> my point was. It was a quick. That eight to 10 minutes that we used to change cars to get a little more trunk space <laughs> could have gone towards you zhuzhing <laughs> and us making our dinner reservation on time. Did we get in the dinner reservation? And I'm sure. Did we, everything worked out I, fine? I, it always works out fine for you. That's the problem. You never <laughs> learn your lesson. But I'm sure if we have listeners talk about this, I'm sure a lot of men will be on my side and a lot of women will be on your side. I don't know. If they see that trunk space in that forerunner, I think everyone would be on my side. (laughs) You don't know. Like, what if we had to buy a 55-inch TV? Did we have a ever have a fourth person in the car? We did. Who? We took, we gave Brandon a ride home. That was in an Uber. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was not in our car. <laughs> Anyways, my point is, should I touch on the Postmates as well? I love getting um, money back from Postmates if my order is not correct. And we don't do dairy. So a lot of times I'll note no cheese. I'll put, you know, oat milk instead of this. If it is made incorrectly, I'm leaving feedback because that little prompt pops up and says, how did we do? And I actually never rate down the Postmate and I never am a great tipper on Postmate, but I will leave feedback after I leave the review. So like, which maybe I shouldn't be giving five stars to these people, but I I don't think it's their fault. I think the fault is in the restaurant because normally when you get a Postmate bag, it's duct tape shut now. Yep. And so they can't really check it. And even like restaurants will put, fountain drinks in the bag in a carrier so they it's like if they forgot your drink it's really not on them so i'm not a care in this rating down these people but i will give feedback and there was an issue where this last weekend my postmate said the system is down i cannot we needed to grab food in a pinch and she said the system is down and I can order your food for you, but they can't do Uber and you have to pay cash. And I immediately think this is a scam. (laughs) Like This is for sure the shit you read about. And you think, how could that person be so dumb to deal in cash in a situation? But we weren't in a position like we didn't have time to go get food. We had to go. We had to order through Postmates and you could be like, oh, Postmates, like poor you, your food, whatever. So get the food takes an hour and a half which at that point could have just went ourselves not an exaggeration no it's not an hour and a half literally not an exaggeration so we were no longer in a pinch no (laughs) pinch was over it was a pull and she rolls up and food is there and i i don't i don't even know what the food was like 50 dollars and i was like here's 80 dollars i was so happy to see the food and she's like, oh, yeah, I, I needed to see your address on the app. And so I um, I kept your order going, but I'm going to I'm going to cancel it. And I was like, scam. But anyways, again, went through with it, wanted to believe in the goodness of my driver. And then day goes by 
charge goes through, order was never canceled. So I write them and I said, hey, just a heads up. I know this is frowned upon in the world of food delivery, but system was down allegedly and we had to do a cash transaction and my driver let me know she was going to cancel it, but I see on my end it wasn't canceled. And they responded with, due to... They first said, I understand your frustration. I'm going to resolve this for you. Give me a moment. They came back and they said, due to prior appeasements on your account, I cannot offer you any form of a refund. So because I've (laughs) expected my orders to be correct in the past, I am marked as a... Karen. You're literally labeled as a Karen <laughs> in the Postmate book. It's not like court with a K. It's like Karen with a K. Just, Here, she is. Here she comes again. I'm flagged as getting too many things <laughs> fixed on my account. I didn't like that. Nope. So I went into a frenzy on this chat and I'm just saying like, these are not my errors. You can look at my account. It was things that weren't delivered. I mean, we have had food come to our house that is not our order at all. Not we even have literally our food. like yeah. I don't even know if it was the same restaurant. Like we got an order of like cheese bread and fettuccine alfredo. No, it was the same. And restaurant. while I would love, just not our while order. I would love to eat that, we honestly didn't have a choice. And then when they were like, "Oh, we'll we'll refund you," they were like, "Feel free to eat that." And we're like, "And die?" Like, no, it's not that dramatic. But we, so yeah, I'm labeled as whatever. So I went in there and I said, "It's not my fault." Da, 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 da. Like. 12 hours later, I get an email that was like, we're refunding you in full and here's a gift card for your troubles. It got to the point where I actually, we were flying back to LA. I bought <laughs> Wi-Fi on the plane so she can continue uh, it was worth arguments it. on my phone. It was yeah. worth it. But anyways, 15 minutes later, I don't think, I don't know. I think you always say, choose what battles you're going to fight. And I choose to fight every battle is what you say. Yep. And I don't know. I don't know if that's a bad thing. <laughs> like, it's, do I have the time to be doing all this? Is it right. easier to just call it a wash? Probably. Right. But it's I don't the know. Time, it's the time consumption that's the problem, not the fight. I'm all for the fight. I'm all for the win. I'm all for righting the rights and wronging the wrongs. But <laughs> the time that it takes is just... You can't get it back. But I can get my cash back. Oh, man. The Postmates one was also a safety issue. I didn't want this person taking advantage of someone. She's definitely done that before. Yeah, I feel like it was kind of like the thing, but it said she had 104 prior completions of deliveries because I read her profile. (laughs) And I don't know. Maybe she needed some quick cash. I respect the hustle. I truly do, but not at my expense. The interesting thing is, is we have her... License plate. I know it gives you we their full name, name, their license like, plate. This whole deal was like this. It's a bold move. It is. And they just said she didn't say on her. She said the transaction was completed through the restaurant and double down on it. So. And ironically, the next night we were back home in LA, and we post made it again. Tender greens sounds like a habit. Like we didn't learn our lesson. We've we had a wild again. week. I know. And then I go back and support him again. However, our delivery guy Robert came and he dropped off our bag and he said, Hey, I'm 
swear they didn't put your drink in the bag. Like, can you open it? Can you oh, break the seal? Oh, because it was duct taped. Yeah. yeah. They seal and that trip. check if it's in the bag. Because I told, he said, I told the lady three times, like, I need the drink. I need the drink. And so I opened the bag and sure enough, the drink's not there. And Robert says, that's not okay. I'm going back to tender. Was drinks. Robert my spirit animal? Yes. This was like, if we could I'm have like borderline a designated, by Robert <laughs> designated right Postmate driver, I want Robert. 100%. Anyways, so Robert gets in his car. He starts driving back to Tender Greens. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going to have to like tip this man extra We're going to just have him move in. So like we're just, we get in the house, now. we get in the house and we open the Tender Green bag and they were missing like half of our order. Yeah. And so we message Robert on <laughs> Postmates. We're like, hey, by the way, yes, they're missing, missing our salad and missing my tomato, tomato soup. soup. And yeah. And he's like, oh, don't worry. He's like, I'm going to get everything. And we're like, all right. So we're standing by. And sure enough, 10 minutes later, he comes back. Oh, no. He actually called us from the place. He had the manager call. Like, we legitimately (laughs) spoke to a manager, which is like the ultimate Karen. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Can I put in an extra side or anything extra? Like, this is our mistake. And so we got an extra side of potatoes. They actually gave you your drink, which was like the hibiscus tea, in a cauldron. Like, I've never seen anything like this. (laughs) It's like if you've ever ordered like soup from like a Thai restaurant and they give you the, and you get the extra large and it's the massive like plastic container. Right. That was his tea, but like no, like no straw, nothing. Just like. There wasn't even a a place for a straw. It was just huge. Just like a gallon of tea. But anyways, it was the opposite experience. Like our, our Postmates driver was. He went above and beyond. He went to bat for us. Truly. I love him. And I'm sure everyone is saying, just don't be lazy and go get your own food. I've, I've said that many a times. And then I'm like, I know a lot of times they do, yeah. but this one, there was a $15 off to order, but then right. they give you like a $15 delivery fee. <laughs> I know I liked, sometimes I like to take control of my own order. I understand the laziness, but there's also times when like you have a drink or two and you don't want to go out and get food and right. I don't know, or your work, like I'll be sitting here working. I'm like, oh gosh, i needed to just be delivered yeah, so it's a convenience factor lunch is the hardest one for us we don't ever take like lunch yeah no you, sh- you deserve a lunch break baby uh, so do you <laughs> well you actually deserve a break because we have had the craziest couple of weeks we touched on it last week oh. but we had our seventh annual justin turner golf classic last week it's done it was amazing we we're still wrapping up things. There's always some stuff after auction items you have to square away. We actually have an online auction that I posted a few last minute things that came in, but tracking people down for auction items, we had to ship out some trophies, all your teammates. Um, Not all of them. Some of them stayed. A lot of them. And got their trophy. Yeah. A lot some of, of them are like, my wife will leave me if I don't leave this right. event. It is a long day, but uh, it was exciting. There was a first. There was a first. Which was funny because when you invited this former teammate, the stakes were already high. He was talking a big game. His wife said he was laying out his outfits. He was panicked because he had to rent clubs. And (laughs) it's like, remember in Just Friends when the kid's like, a good skater can skate in any skates. Because he's like, the rental skates. (laughs) That's what it made me think of. (laughs) <laughs> the funny part about that last sentence, and I'm sure a lot of people have already seen this video and already know what happened, but the fact that you were like, oh, he was so nervous. He was laying out his outfits. People are probably like, he, wait, he, he laid out that outfit that he was wearing? <laughs> he was wearing all that bright, I mean, super bright. Oh, yeah. The shirt and hat and 
but he was all fired up. He had his attire, but he had he didn't have his rental club. He borrowed, he a, he borrowed a friend's set of clubs, and he was all nervous. And he was like, "What time does the range open?" And um, I got to get there, and I got to hit my iron. So Ryan Pepio uh, aced a hole in one. Was that seventeen on the seventeenth hole? That's I think that's my favorite. Like I've obviously never played Sherwood. And yeah, it's a good view. It's the view is so it's just like the drop down of it is really cool. So set the scene for us. Well, the other pretty cool thing that I think most people that aren't on the PGA tour don't have is, you know, our tournament's sold out. It's there's 36 groups. So there is some areas where it gets backed up and you're a little slow, especially on the par threes. So my group was actually playing behind Pepio's group. And so we were all up on the tee box when this happened. And also MLB was following us around, getting all these content and filming a bunch of stuff while we were playing. So MLB was on the tee box, filmed the whole thing while when he hit the hole-in-one. And uh, I'm sure everyone's seen the video of it and watched him run. He didn't want to run down to the green. We made him run all the way down is that a thing when you make a hole in one or have you have you ever been golfing never, when never, someone's hit it that was the first one i've ever seen in person wow but we made a run down they followed him down to the hole picked it up we kind of beer showered or tequila soda water it turned them. into a very much a walk-off celebration right like the jumping up and down the just grabbing and pulling and and yeah the even thing. the even funnier part was Across the street on the 17th green was Albert Pujol, Scott Kazmer, Mike Moustakis, and Ike Davis. They were playing in the group behind us. Oh, wow. And they heard the yelling and screaming. <laughs> What's all this racket? They left their clubs <laughs> and their balls on the green and sprinted across the street because they were like, someone had to have hit a hole in one. So they all came up, and it was just a big so – there's 12 guys on the tee box. Um, that's so The cool. Canaan guy was there with his sunglasses. Yeah. Because uh, well, that's the – the you everyone got a pair of sunglasses yeah. it was kind of like a closest to the pin fake contest and yeah he's like, brent oh. was there yeah yeah he's like the person that gets closest to the pin out of your group gets a pair of sunglasses and then they all compete and i saw some little side bets when i was up there um visiting and then he's like just kidding everyone gets sunglasses yeah so and then there was also a bar up there so when ryan was like running down to get his golf ball out of the hole and do mm -hmm. that whole spiel i was i grabbed a bottle of Don Julio and uh just wrote it on there Ryan Pepio par 3 17th Sherwood signed it and gave it to him so yeah I don't know what you're supposed to give someone for a hole in one but he got a bottle of tequila yeah I think that's fair yeah I don't know what else you I mean what else would you have on hand you could send like I'm sure he kept the ball right he has the ball what do you There's I think you get a like a trophy case or something yeah, yeah I think you yeah. get like a little I, would, I don't know I'll let you know when I Hit my first hole in one. <laughs> Let you know what I do. What <laughs> someone gives you? Uh, I got to hit the green first. I mean, it's better that he was. It was in that. So that was his first one. That was his first one. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's funny because when I was doing my mini mic interviews that I posted, if you follow on, I think I post on Instagram and TikTok. I had the little tiny mini mic, and I just went around. Um, I guess in those two foursomes that you're talking about, and I asked. Moustakas, would you rather hit a game-winning shot or a hole-in-one? He was like, hole-in-one, hands down. Yeah. Without question. And then he said he hit one on Pebble. Yeah. 
And it was like the greatest moment of his life, aside from his children being born, I'm sure. But are those just, your words or his? I don't know if I'm sure. I don't know him that well, but uh, he like, he, I don't even think he let me finish the question fully. He was like, all in one, without now. a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It would be pretty cool. It would be awesome. I would have, I don't know if I'll ever, maybe I'll like, I mean, I've hit one at mini golf. It's very exciting. <laughs> I thought I was close. I thought I was close on eight. I hit it right online and you know, sometimes you can't tell the depth perception, but when I got up there, I was like 10 feet away, but it looked like it was like inches. Yeah. I know it's wild. I can't, I can never see. I don't know how you can see the ball sometimes. You're like, oh, that looks good. I'm like, I, is it even over there? <laughs> like it's so hard when the sky is really bright. Yeah. Sometimes you don't see it. I mean, I feel like that's like a baseball too, though. Yeah. Uh, no, I always see the baseball, but golf. Is no, but I mean, tougher. like if I'm looking like sometimes oh. maybe, I don't know. Like I feel like it's a get baseball's against the stands or against the grass. Like when the golf ball is up at its highest point, um, I can't see it. No. But like people were really reacting, but I don't know. Uh, you had a, a special moment of your own too. You won a little contest. I did. I did. Uh, so the second hole at Sherwood is a long par five. And is this what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, and unless uh, you want it, something else you want to share. It's also the long drive hole. And we started on one. So this was my second drive of the day. And I used Nick Punto's driver. Ooh, I just dropped my phone. Okay. Use Nick Punto's driver and probably hit one of the best drives of my life. Um, and ended up winning the long drive. Contest. How many yards do you know? I think they said it was like 350. What? Yeah, it's downhill, downwind. It's not like, I it wasn't like uphill. How far or, do you think I hit my driver? Oh, 90 know. yards? Mm, no, 100? probably like 125 to 150. Okay. So if I made it my life's work, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> do you like, did you like winning the long drive at your own tournament? Well, I think the good part about it was it was our second hole. So it wasn't like it was our last hole and I was like, oh yeah, I hit it further than everyone else. Like I did it early in the day. Everyone had a chance to like drive past me and clearly no one did. So I, I feel better about it. Okay. If it was on 18 and I went up and I hit a bomb and then there, everyone's like, oh yeah, of course you outdrove me on the last swing of the day. Like that was a little weird. You did it before you were even warm. I didn't expect it to stand. Yeah, really? I mean, I, I knew I hit it good. I knew I hit it far, but I was like, oh, someone. Did you know right when you made contact that Yes. it was good? Okay. Yeah. It just felt right. Because even last year, I hit a ball really far, and I thought it was going to stand, and it, it didn't. It was, I didn't win the long drive last year. so Yeah. I had an exciting moment. We had um, one of the cornhole pros out from ACL Cornhole, and I actually had a nice airmail. I don't know if it was an airmail. I made it in the hole. So I can feel what you felt maybe. Do you want to, def you want to define airmail for the people? Because they oh. might think that means you like threw it over the board or something. Oh, yeah. Because airmail is kind of like in basketball, like an airball, right? Well, in baseball, if you airmail the throw, that means you threw it over the guy's head or something. So airmail you want in cornhole. Uh, it means you didn't hit really like, I mean, you probably did just from the size of the bag. But you, it appeared as if you didn't hit the wall of the hole in the cornhole board. Yeah, it doesn't touch the board at I all. I think I hit the wall. I'm just, I was trying to make it sound cooler. There's video of the shots. I'll go back and look, but I'm pretty sure it 
Do you think I? So you slid it. You think you slid it in the hole? I don't know. I went in, and that's all that mattered. There's no ex, <laughs> this, There's no points for style. This cornhole conversation. Right <laughs> no, there's no points for style. But we uh, we had a good day. It was. We had a lot of activations. It was the most we've ever had. Yeah, like we had a lot of people out there to make it more exciting. I feel like we always get really good feedback on how fun the tournament is, but we want it to just be like a nonstop day. And even the night before for our kickoff party, we, this was very, this was a flex, but there was an in and out in the parking lot over from where we had our kickoff party. And we still had the in and out truck come out and serve burgers at the end of the night, which was amazing. But the visual of just seeing the in and out in the distance it was, it was very, it was a flex, but it, people loved it. There's nothing better than leaving an event and you see a food truck pull out, especially an in and out truck in LA. That is, you've had, your friend had it at his wedding too. When we right. Were, when we were there. I think it was pretty funny when I walked out there. It's also a semi truck. It is it's a not semi. like a it's little, not, it's not a food truck. FedEx truck. No. It's a big daddy. It's a big rig. Yeah. Um, but we're standing in line and. You look to your left and you literally see an actual in and out. It was worse like, than me ordering Postmates two nights in a row. I mean, a hundred yards away. <laughs> and I just laughed. I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. And then everyone's like, oh my God, like I can't believe the truck's here when there's an in and out right there. Like, no one this was is, complaining though. No, they were like, this is so sick. No one's like, guys, we should just go over there and order. Yeah. No, everyone was very happy. Well, I mean... That was awesome, but the I mean the food at the party was so good. Oh my gosh! Anyway, yeah, but it was just like a cherry on top. Like, hey, we're wrapping up casino night, wrapping up, and then on your way out, grab a double double. The kickoff party is so cool. It's fun. Like as a host, I miss out on a lot, but you walked in. We had cigar roller. Yep. And then Mike, TBD shout out TBD marketing did the photo booth. Yep. And step and repeat, we had the cornhole boards out. Yep. We had the mandala tequila tasting. Oh, we yeah. had casino. There were fire pits. We had the silent auction. We had the live auction. And the casino night is not just sit and play cards. It is craps, blackjack. There's a poker table. Poker table. It is legit. Yep. DJ Severe came out. He was oh DJing gosh, yeah. the party. So I told him, what did music. I say? It's adult contemporary jazz i don't know what you said i I just we've never had it the past few years it's been at someone's house and so the music can be a little louder but the venue venue is big but it's just inside and i think me being the karen that i am i like a volume (laughs) where i can still talk and it's a big social night a lot of people meeting we meet a lot of the sponsors we meet a lot of our donors then you have teammates out there that you know people want to go up to and talk and i think there's nothing worse than going to an event and you're just screaming over people all night so he crushed it he did he was great and like you said the food was amazing drinks were amazing the bartenders were making some crazy cocktails that were so good and just a perfect kickoff night i love the golf tournament so much but the kickoff party is creeping up there as yeah. like a as pulling even with it. They're just very they're two very different events, but yeah. Golden Road donated a bunch of beer. Justin Wines donated all the wine, so it was just the more donations, the better. Yeah, it's it was, just makes it that much better. It was fun. It was and it was a lot more intimate. Like the the 
parties at the house or houses in the backyard are kind of spread out and yeah you kind of have to like move around like this year it felt like everyone was together and uh it was more of like a an intimate feel yeah and we had i mentioned we had an auction at the kickoff party but we actually had an auction after a golf tournament we always do we have a silent and we have a live auction and chris rose came out Fellow podcaster, yeah, and former Rose Rotation co-host of Intentional Talk, John Boy Media, yeah. So he came out and hosted our post golf reception, and then we're getting kind of into the live auction items. And I decide I want to try my hand at some auctioning, which it's not actually the first time we had a sponsorship luncheon this year at Dodger Stadium, and I did all of the live auction items and I honestly think I know I'm like career Barbie and I talk all the time about all the different things that I want to do I actually could see myself being a professional if I make it my life's work. lady auction I don't need I don't need <laughs> you to even tell me if I could do it right I really believe that I have it no you're great like do you want to give an example of what I sounded like well I'll <laughs> tell you why I wasn't doing it is because the night before I stood next to the cigar roller for two hours talking to people and greeting. And it was I had, so cold. And I had no voice. Like I could. The I'm, hole in one I still haven't help. got my voice back. I'm still a little raspy right now. Yeah, it's a little sexual. The, you, the hole uh, in one didn't help. The hole in one, you were <clears throat> screaming. When I saw the video of the hole in one, I was like, this is all adding up. Now I get why the voice is extra raspy. Yeah. But you. I awesome. think I, it's I'm I'm good with the numbers. So I can yeah. be like I have five thousand, I have six thousand, I have five thousand, I have six thousand, I have six thousand, I have like and that like keeping track because I've been to so many where the auctioneer forgets where they're at and they're like, wait, where am I at? I think I had twelve thousand five hundred, and you could lose money. I mean, you could gain money as well if you accidentally right. bump someone up. But I think I get a I've I have a good grasp of of that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, you were really good and you had a good flow and a good pace and you kept it going and you were, you know, bouncing back and forth between people. And it's a long day. So yeah. I think you need a little oomph at the end of, at the end of it. That's the hardest part about the golf auction is, you know, guys start getting to the course at 830 and now we're 530, six o'clock and guys are running out of gas and yeah. trying to keep the energy going during the auction is difficult, but you did a yeah. good job. And there's an elephant in the room. You're not even talking about how you won your own tournament, which I don't, I don't know if you've ever even, have you come close to winning it before? I don't think so. Yeah. And I don't, I, I wonder if people were crying foul at that, if they didn't love it or if they, if they were happy for you. I mean, it's the seventh year. Yep. So, and there's how many foursomes? We have 36, 36 foursomes. Okay. So I the, mean, well, the format, the format of the tournament is a shamble. It's not, a, it's not a full scramble. So there's four guys in your group. Everyone turns in their handicaps and indexes. So a shamble, play. everyone, everyone tee off, off and yep. then everyone plays from that spot of the best drive. Yep. So everyone tees plays off, their ball you from find, there. find the best ball and then everyone plays their own ball in and you have to take two scores and our tournament is set up where there's a net winner and a gross winner. So the handicaps and indexes help. And then there's, you know, the gross winners. Do you have a handicap? 
Not officially. I always play it like a 12 or a 13. Okay. That's, I don't Which know is what that. Which probably a little better than I actually am. <laughs> I'm like very inconsistent. I don't play enough. So that so makes your handicap is helping you less than it should. You're saying like your handicap Probably. is saying you're about a better golfer. Yeah. I mean, if you shoot, if you constantly shoot a 90, that's 18 over par, your handicaps an 18. Got it. So, well, not to be, uh, out. I don't even know if that's the right phrase. Not to be undone by your own tournament. Um, not to stop the, the competition, I teased the cornhole was at the golf tournament, but it was all part of a bigger picture. It was. You were invited. This was actually the reason behind our trip to Arizona and my car rental situation. But you were invited to play in Super Hole, the American Cornhole League qualifying tournament as a celebrity cornhole player. How do you feel about that? <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, it was uh, it was awesome. Uh, obviously, we play bags all the time in our backyard. We have bags at our wedding. Um, and it's always fun to get out and compete. And anyone can do it. And uh, That's it was, what I love about it. Yeah. And it was interesting how it all came about because it was this celebrity cornhole. And originally, it was presented to me like, hey, like ask one of your MLB buddies to come out and then there'll be two NFL guys. So I was under the impression that it would be me and I had Jock Peterson on the same team versus Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tyler Lockett. And the day before this event happens, we found out that we were getting partnered up with pro cornholers and we were actually playing against each other. And I was like, Oh my goodness. But that was actually even more cool because those guys and girls are so good at cornhole. Yeah, I actually saw it on social media. I saw the bracket and I was like, wait, that's not how we thought this was going to go. It actually came to be because Christy, my friend who came to Arizona, was on a flight with someone that worked for the American Cornhole League. And she was talking and saying, oh, I'm on the board with JTF and you know, good friends with Justin and Courtney. And he was like, oh, we got to have him play in our celebrity tournament. Yep. And it happened to work out with the date and it being before spring training and all that. So it kind of came to be in an interesting way, but I was insanely jealous. <laughs> uh, I, I think I love, we call them bags in Indiana. I think I love playing bags more than you do. Is that fair? I just like activities. Yeah. I like when people come over. I don't want to just hang out and do whatever. I like to do stuff. I like to play board games. I like to play bags. We can play beer pong. We can all do a crossword. I just like activities. I, th I would say <laughs> like you're, way more, you're way more competitive. Like it's a more of a leisurely thing for me and you like want to win at all costs. That's fair. That's why I, you're never on my team. <laughs> I know. We were on each other's team one time and we we're about to secure... This is actually messed up, but we <laughs> have played against our two friends a million times and I've played different people against them and they always win. And this was like two years ago, maybe for a Christmas party and you and I are playing and we're, I'm hitting everything. 
unbelievable performance by me. And we're about to bring it home. And right before our last turn, where I think truly all you needed to do is maybe get like one on or one in or something. It wasn't asking for much. You get distracted. You decide to moon your friend for some sort of a prank. I was to me, it just said I wasn't serious I was about trying this. to distract him. Okay. So he absolutely has the round of his life. So whatever your, your cheeks inspired him beyond <laughs> words and we lose. She's never been my and partner that, since. I'm done. I can't do it. I can't. I, I don't want the riffraff. I'm, I take it seriously. We literally were right there about to finish the job and you fell apart. I, yep. Never beat him. We've never beat my friends. No, I did. Well, I ended up beating them yeah. the, um, this past year. Matt and, Matt and Kevin. It was very exciting. But I don't know. I just, I was jealous, but I wanted you to win so badly. It was consuming me. You threatened me. Well, I. You told me I was going to walk home if I didn't want No. <laughs> so they said, Courtney, yes. we're surprising you because you got a jersey. Yep. Which it's, it would be an honor to wear a Johnsonville Brat jersey or a Bush's Baked Beans jersey. I can't even tell you how much that would mean to me. But they said, we're surprising you with a jersey, Justin's jersey. And I said, I'll put it on when he wins. Yep. <laughs> and she waited until I won. <laughs> I fully did. 100%. I didn't wear it the entire match. But we get there. And I had heard who you were going against. I saw it online. I did a little recon. Your partner. Double D. Double D. Damon Dennis. Damon Dennis is just a. Treasure. Fabulous Southern gentleman. He worked actually, fun fact, in the Baby Bell Cheese Factory as a cheese maker. Who is the waxer. Yeah, and he actually got into cornhole. I love cornhole because it's just anyone can do it, no matter who you are, doesn't matter. If you're good at it, you're good at it. And all are welcome. And Damon actually entered into a cornhole tournament to raise money for, I believe it was a coworker Mm -hmm. that was battling cancer. And then he was like, oh, I'm intrigued by this. Well, and he, won the, and, he yeah, won the tournament. Yeah, and his brother and him started entering tournaments, and then he eventually moved to being a professional, and he is steady. He's I love watching him. If you guys watch, it was on ESPN too a few times. They said they're going to re-air it. So if you look, I think you can search on the guide and and search and find it's like the Super Bowl prelim, whatever. But you can re-watch <laughs> it. It was cool. <laughs> We've watched it three times. Courtney's got it recorded on every device. Don't worry. Unbelievable. I mean, I just love it. It's so, it's such a fun, it's fun to watch in person, but to go back and watch because they have the aerial shot of the boards yep. and just the commentary is funny. But I, he was amazing. I was very excited about your partner, but you were going up against Jock and why am I calling him? It's McGuffin. McGuffin. McMuffin. I don't remember what his first name was. Jamie. Jamie McGuffin. Yes. Yeah. And there's this little kind of like holding area, staging area before you go out into the actual tournament, which you saw on TV with all the lights. And he comes in and he's just airmail, 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 airmail. I think he didn't miss. I think he made like 15 or 16 in a row and didn't touch the board. I literally, I I was was going to throw up. I literally was going to throw up. Yeah. I was like, well, you're, you make one mistake. You're done. Like you're going to lose. And I just thought this is not good. Like this is not good. And you were going, so it was going to be, 
it was Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Tyler and yep. and their partners. Yep. And they played um the first round, right? Yeah. And then you were gonna play. So you he you were playing him in the first round. I was playing Jock. And McGuffin. McGuffin. Yeah. So there was no avoiding him. It wasn't like, oh, let's like see how it goes in the first round and then you'll like face him in the finals. Like you were going against him no matter what. And we just had to prepare for that reality. But steady double D and JT, I mean, you had the performance, I would say, of your career Mm. in this game. (laughs) So unbelievable. (laughs) Of your cornhole career. Truly, I was worried because they, they were saying sometimes when you get out there and you hit the lights like and everyone's watching you. And I thought you actually probably have more of an advantage than some of the pro cornhole players that are fresh on the circuit because you're used to playing on the big stage. Well, the people around just doesn't, they don't yeah. really phase you. I think maybe some of these people that, because they have these competitions yeah. in smaller towns and you know, these cities where it's probably just a little crowd and you used to kind of, you know, playing casually, it's like people are drinking and then you get into these ESPN tournaments and you could freeze up or you could lose it or, you know, whatever. And or I think, you can lock it in or you can choose to lock it in. And I was sitting right there. I actually looked on my Apple watch at my heart rate and I think it hit 144 sitting down. So I was nervous. I just wanted you to win so badly because I wanted you to shine like I knew you could (laughs) and I have no control over that and if you can't tell I have a difficult time with control of situations (laughs) but you crushed it the second round it sucked because one one of the cornhole airings that we taped was delayed because of a women's basketball game and so they cut it down and they actually didn't show your first round and the second round you weren't as sharp because they switched the bags on you. Well, they in the first round we had red bags and they were full and like hard and wow. fast. Oh, and even the the company that makes the bags were there and the guy was like, hey, these bags are really fast. So you're going to have to go a little higher. But I like those bags. And then in the second round when we played Tyler, they had like a orangish pinkish color bag so they made us switch our bags out for these green bags because of tv and the green bags were like super soft and super like malleable and they were way harder to throw and i was not anywhere near as good in the second game as i was the first game which was disappointing i saw it starting to get to you and i looked to you and i said focus let it go I should lock it in <laughs> Well, I get that because you feel like it was a bit of a sabotage maybe. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? Why didn't they have to change that bags? That would be like in like... Or how about a commercial break? We go back to our red bags and they switch to the green bags. Yeah. I didn't like that you had to be the one that was uprooted. I yeah. think they saw you as a threat and they tried to take you down, baby. They really did. But that would be like in the middle of a game being like, oh, you're going to play with this guy's glove and right. you're used to your glove or changing your bat or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It was or, really messed up, but you know what? You know, raising the seams of the baseball or lowering the <laughs> seams of the baseball anything. or um, yeah. and a little bit harder, a little bit softer baseballs. I don't know. Yeah, you just, you you stuck <laughs> with it and you you prevailed. It was a little difficult in the second round, but there was still a massive lead. Damon, it was, you carried the first round and then Damon really, well, Damon, his steady hand in the second Damon round. Damon put up 10 points in his 
like second round. Oh yeah. So we had like a. And then I'm cushion. doing the math, thinking, okay, what if this yeah. one gets off the board? And then it was either 21 and over, or you have to play all 12 rounds. But so you're either gonna have to hang ahead for 12 rounds or get to 21. Right. I was disappointed because I told Damon we were gonna win before they went to commercial break, and I didn't carry. Oh, man. I didn't carry my weight in that championship. He got us to 15, and I got us no points. That's okay. But. You were so um, rattled about these bats. They, they I've never seen you like that they're in my horrible. entire life. But uh, did make a discovery. These professional cornhole players, their bags that they use are completely different than the bags that we've been using in our backyard. Yeah. They have a slick side, which slide, and then they have another, the other side, there's these stars on them and there's grip on the star. Which is so, so wild. when they it's hit like the receiver board. receiver gloves in football. Yeah, when they hit the board, they stop. So when you see some of the bag, if you ever watch them, it's on TV all the time now. Sometimes when they throw the bag, they just kind of stop. And sometimes when they throw the bags, they hit the board and slide or like knock them in. That's because there's two different sides of the bag. And, and you there's can control, a strategy. Yeah, you can control which side you're throwing, which I didn't know and we don't have. And now I'm definitely getting these bags so I can dominate matt and kevin i'm not going to tell them that we're using the special bags we're going to give them the shitty bags <laughs> they're going to be like you in round two well it's wild because if you're going against someone that like me i don't normally air mail it i normally kind of slide it down the board and it'll go in but with these you can set up a block yep. and kind of post up in your first one and sacrifice not making it in on that first one yep if and you know inhibit someone from getting in there and then they have to go over and then they probably topple off the back of the board it gets it's there's a lot to it it's a very intelligent sport it's not yeah. just throwing it around in the backyard with a beer in your hand there's a lot that goes into it yeah and anyways i qualified for the celebrity championship which is in august but i don't know your off day is the day before and they said they could be convinced to move it to the off day before possibly and it's for a hundred thousand dollars to the jtf it I was know. all actually Everyone was playing for a foundation. If they can move it to the off day, I'm in. We'll just have to get a little caravan. Where is it at? It's in like North Carolina, right? Yeah, north, south, one of those. It's not far. It's a southwest flight away. One of the Carolinas. (laughs) Heads Carolina. Tails California. Yeah. And I don't know. It was cool. You would do it again for sure. I mean, hopefully you're in the, the championship final, but you got a cool cornhole trophy and everyone signed it and... Well, Damon told me if McManus, McGuffin, disrespect. If so, McGuffin is actually I can't even say his name now. Is his actual is his doubles, doubles partner, partner. Uh-huh. on the tour? And he said if he drops him next year, that he's going to give me a call. I like it. Fallback. I love it. Yep. And we didn't go to the Super Bowl. No. We hightailed it out of there before the Super Bowl to avoid the chaos and get ready for you to go to spring training, but we did pop over to waste management, which was my cherry pop of the waste management golf you, tournament. You tried everything that you could possibly try to not go to this golf tournament. I, no, I love, I, I loved the idea of it. It was just a, a lot and yeah. I didn't need to go. I yeah. didn't need anyone to go out of their way to like get me a pass or anything like that. Um, it was cool. I would go back. It was hard because we had this event and we got in we had some stuff to do in the morning. So it was like, we only could go for a couple hours. If I could go and like post up, I like the idea of sitting in the shade. That was nice. The people that just walk around all day in that sun, I can't do that. But I like the idea of sitting there. The food was great. 
having a drink and watching it. I love that you can see the entire hole because we're on 16. Oh, you can see the whole thing. Yeah. That's nice. Um, it's kind of turned into Coachella, though, for girls. And I don't actually, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think a lot of them don't actually watch and they just go and wear these Coachella type outfits. It's very confusing. I don't, it was a lot of cheeks and teats. I mean, I <laughs> threw on a dress because I was, I went on the hashtag and I looked and I'm thinking, okay, what are people wear to this thing? So normally you go to a golf tournament, you go to whatever you wear, golf polo, collared shirt and like leggings or shorts, skirt, whatever, sneakers. And I'm on there and there's these girls in like freaking latex bodysuits and bras <laughs> and all this stuff. <laughs> Sound very old in this, but I don't know if that was the setting, but the I threw on a sundress <laughs> and a jean jacket and some sneaks and I went, but there was a lot, I mean, there was a lot there's not a lot left to the imagination at this golf tournament. And it was very happy Gilmore ask at times, I have to say. The range of outfits was oh, yeah. tremendous. Oh, yeah. I mean, people were in like sequin, like New Year's Eve dresses yeah. to like sweats and sweatshirts. Yeah. Was there was crazy. a streaker at one point. I'm yeah. sure everyone saw it on Instagram. He, I don't know what he was standing for. Normally they have a cause that they're... Yeah, Rallying he behind. rode Did on he? his back the 19th hole and drove an arrow, put an arrow down to his butt. Oh, okay. So he was <laughs> going for the B hole. Uh, that was that was something. He actually got pretty far, and then he dove into the water. Well, he got out of 16. <laughs> he started on 16, got out of 16, and then dove into the water on 17. Swam over to the waste management sign, and then was standing on the waste management sign. So it's wild because we talked about this as a player. I think you have to. Not, I wouldn't love it. I don't think it's very, I would be very much the shooter McGavin in the situation where he's like, damn you people, this is golf. It's not a rock concert. And I think you might lean more heavily into that scene and the happy Gilmore-ness of it and love the like crowd. And I mean, I don't love when people throw beer at guy and all that kind of stuff. I think that's just annoying, but the rowdy crowd, I think you either have to you like, you're either built for it or you're not like, it's either going to rattle you or. Or it's not. We're actually instructed to like move off the field. Like if a streaker or anyone comes on the field. I know. And then they just cut to get the away. TV coverage too. Yeah. But I mean, the when players like take it into their own hands, like the security guys hate that. They, they don't like that. Just because you never know what this person who's running around on the field has or doesn't have. I mean, I guess if they're streaking and they have no clothes on, they probably don't have any weapons on them. But um yeah. Someone who runs on the field in clothes, you just don't know what they have. And they tell us like, hey, don't go anywhere near those people. Even the drone, like, they pull yeah. you off. Yeah. So. It's changed since you went the first time. I know you went in, was that 2015? 15. It yeah. has to be like so different. I feel like it's built up so much and they're talking about making it even bigger. Yeah. So this, there's a third deck on the 16th hole now, which I don't believe was there in 15. And they were actually talking um the reason we were on 16 is my agency had bought a booth up there vayner sports and i was talking to aj vaynerchuk and he was like yeah they're telling me that they're going to put a fourth level i think was already rocking and it was man i don't know i don't know how they build those structures and they hold up it's crazy but it is all different um you know when i came in 15 there was a big area around the green on 18 but then it was pretty much like wide open 
maybe a few bars along the way. And now it's like club after club after club after club. And from 18 all the way to 16 is completely lined. And it's every club that you see in Scottsdale is yeah, on like the course. Like Bottle Blonde and all these places are all down the fairways. Yeah, you get the full experience. Um, it was cool. I would go back under the right circumstances, I think. The one thing that changed was the caddies used to wear there's a group of three golfers and each caddy would wear a different color bib, like a yellow and a green and a white oh, for the waste yeah. management colors. And that was how we did our betting in 15 uh, was yeah. instead of having to pick a golfer, you just pick a color. So like, Hey, I have the yellow caddy all day. You have the green caddy all day. You have the white caddy all day. And then that took like the betting out of it. And it was just by chance yeah. for close to the pin, but they all had like lime green bibs on this year so we had to pick our golfers which wasn't as fun no i'm sorry you had to deal with that yeah i love a good i wish they'd go back side to bet the, though i wish they'd go back to the different color yeah but all in all Best. a good week but it is time to send you off to spring training yes back to florida spring training excited back to florida excited to see different teams in spring training i'm excited for my skin in florida the humidity is off the charts my hair gets very voluminous yeah. a lot of perks there are coming our way but that's gonna do it for today's episode <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean i could go on and on about the perks but i just wanted to highlight a few for you but that's gonna do it for today's episode a friendly reminder to subscribe and you could also rate and review the podcast if you listen on apple Podcasts or spotify and thank you for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week from Florida. Florida? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Just wanted to get a little wild at the end there. Florida. <laughs> okay. Florida. I'll say we'll my see you in now. Fort Myers, baby. See ya. <laughs> Bye.